Welcome to The Raise Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We're here to raise your confidence and inspire your creativity. Each episode, we will have a different guest who will be discussing our Raise Word. The Raise Word is a word that will encourage you or empower you and at times inspire you to explore the word a little more for yourself. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Raise podcast. We've had lots of Raise words so far. We've looked at connection. We've looked at impact. And today we're going to look at the word listen, which seems a very good word for a podcast. And I'm really excited to have my friend Jonathan Pagden here with us today. And he's going to be talking to us all about different ways to listen. So good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. Hello. It's frightening how long we've known each other, isn't it? It is, but also excellent. Mm. Oh, yes. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not knocking it, but I do remember uh, the first time we met uh, as grown-ups was in a cow shed in Berkhamstead. Do you remember that? It was, and I was in some heels which should not be suggested for mud. That's all I can say. <laughs> But, uh, There's a long yes, story was... that we don't need to go into. <laughs> I was trying to look grown up because I was doing one of my first debut singing and you were very great with the, the sound and helping me with all of it. But I just remember thinking heels and mud, we won't do that again. Mm. <laughs> but then the first thing you said to me was, I remember you. Well, I did. And I still do. <laughs> That's reassuring. <laughs> So, Jonathan, you're right. So right back in the day, um, we were at church together. Um, and since then, you have helped me in so much of my different kind of production needs, helping me as a singer songwriter. Um, but you have an awful lot to do with listening. So can you just first of all, tell us what listen means to you? Mm. It does seem odd, doesn't it, that somebody who is in the business of making noise should put so much importance on listening. But uh, there are several ways you have to think about it. Um, there's a famous quote from an old blues musician. I can't remember who it was, but he said, uh, it's not the notes that are important, it's the spaces in between. And if you think about that, that's, uh, that's uh, for one thing, very profound, but also very true, that for everything, not just for music, that you only notice how loud things are getting when they stop. So do you remember last year, the uh, the first of the lockdowns, when everything stopped and everybody stayed indoors because everybody was scared stiff because we didn't know what was going to happen. And we were only allowed out once a day for a quick walk and a quick bit of exercise and fresh air. And my youngest son and I walked around the block. So we decided at the bottom of the drive, do we turn left or do we turn right? And that was the decision we had to make. And either way, it led to just going around the block. But it was so quiet and we could hear our own breathing as we walked along the street that would normally be having to shout to be heard over the noise of the traffic. And I think everybody had a similar sort of experience then of it being uncomfortably quiet just because we're not used to it. So there, there's one thing that um, noise only really becomes noticeable when it stops. But also listen as in take notice of other people. 
because it's so easy, so easy, especially in these days when everybody talks all the time, there's all the social media and everything like that. It's very easy to just talk about yourself and that's all as far as it goes. Everybody else is also talking about themselves. And actually, if you stop and listen and sort of step back, stop talking about yourself, stop talking altogether and take notice of what other people are saying, it's amazing what you can find out about other people from what they're saying and also from what they're not saying. Love it. Absolutely. Um, I just saw something on uh, social media the other day about and I can't remember the country it was in but in another country instead of borrowing books you borrow a person for 30 mm. minutes and you listen to them talk about their lives and uh, I think this is really exciting Hannah is waving at me Hannah our brilliant editor is <laughs> shaking her Denmark flag I think me. she's saying it's in Denmark she is saying it's I hope so or she's just very excited about the Denmark flag um yes brilliant so Hannah may have some experience of that in the future but I love that the idea that you just listen to somebody else talking about who they are because there's so much to gain from listening isn't mm. there how did your son find the quiet walk did you find that you wanted to stay quieter because it was kind of a bit of a, a novelty or, or how did he find it we certainly found ourselves talking in hushed voices, even walking along the street, because it, it felt so quiet. And once you got used to it, it felt so peaceful that you didn't want to disturb it. And um, other people are probably sitting in their living rooms, and they, if they hear people walking past and talking, that could actually be disrupting their peace. I hope that a lot of people quite soon got to think of it as being a little bit of peace and quiet rather than being locked away in your house and not allowed to go out. Uh, but uh, a lot of people uh, I heard at the time were, were saying things like, now you extroverted people know what it's like for we introverted people to have to go out because now you have to stay in. There's a whole different viewpoint that was actually coming to, um, uh, to, to light absolutely yeah and it was it was an enforced thing that happened but there was so much good that came out of it i remember that time i mean i had covid so the the thought of me feeling safe while having covid is maybe a bit of a a kind of a juxtaposition but i felt incredibly safe because i didn't have to go anywhere i didn't have to do anything the expectation was that i stayed at home where I knew and I loved and carried on staying there. And what actually happened, I found at the time, was I became incredibly creative because that was kind of keeping me going um, and keeping me going from the mental health side of things, even though I wasn't going out and doing anything physical. But it's having, it's as you talked about, that space it's having that space to have to explore something that we're not we're not used to. We're not used to quiet, are we? I don't think. 
Mm. There's another side to it, which is, again, coming slightly oddly from somebody who's in the business of making a noise. But what I do a lot of these days is I do radio. You know that, Carol, because you've been a guest on on, uh, the show I work on, which is called Buck's Breakfast. I'm going to get the gratuitous plug in now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, do it bucksbreakfast.co.uk live every morning between 7 and 10 a.m. Uh, we call it the antidote to shouty radio. So we don't okay. do uh, we don't do very swift things because we've got to get to the next commercial break and we don't uh, talk much too fast because we haven't got time or anything like that. Um, but that's beside the point. The, 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 the point is, and I've forgotten what the point was. <laughs> um, Yes, uh, that's beside the point. Uh, The point is that uh, I've been told from doing radio, uh, specifically one rather well-known actor who came into the studio to talk about the play he was about to appear in locally. Uh, And uh, he said as he was leaving, it's so refreshing to have an interviewer who listens because it's very easy to, um, in that position, if you're having a conversation... Generally, whether it's on the radio or not, it's very easy to just be waiting for your turn to talk. And what you're saying might not have any bearing, any connection to what's just been said because you weren't listening. You were working out what you were going to say next. And it's very easy in the radio situation to just go down the list that you've got of things that you want to talk about and not listen to what's coming at you from the other side of the table or coming down the line from the other studio or whatever um, because that requires a lot more effort because you have to be aware that what this other person is saying may not be what you were thinking so you're going to have to react to that and pick up on the point that they've just said rather than the next thing that you've got on your list and that that's a lesson for life that doesn't just apply to radio that listening involves more than just waiting for your turn to speak Absolutely. And, and that that kind of ties in with the idea of agenda, doesn't it? So if you've got an agenda, um, then that can that can stop the other person from being free to talk about what they want to. And I think this is what I love about this podcast, because the raise word shapes it. But within that, there's such a freedom of what people can kind of talk about. And it, but it also helps because if a podcast guest isn't quite sure what they're going to say, going back to that word then gives it a bit of security, but it feels quite free flowing. I'd like to think that that is kind of how I interview in a kind of a free flowing and open way. But what I do notice is that after an interview and when I get sent, um, the interview that I've done later on you hear so many new things and I love listening back to the episodes because I learn so much and just through listening again and really listening and listening um, for me to learn rather than listening just to kind of get the interview out there does that make sense? It does, and uh, the same applies to an awful lot of other things as well, that um, you can have a, let's say you have a favourite CD, a favourite album, however you listen to it, it could be CD these days, or you could just stream the, the same music as you've streamed yesterday because you just like it. But every now and again, I hope this isn't just me that does this, every now and again, you will suddenly hear something that you've never heard before. Yeah. And, and think, how many times have I listened to this? 
and yet I've never heard that before. So, uh, case in point, a, a very old tune called Baker Street, which is probably older than you are, Carol. Uh, Jerry Rafferty from the mid-1970s. And yes. um, it's one of my absolute all-time favourite tunes. It would be one of my Desert Island discs and may even be the, the tune. Um, and... Uh, not so long ago, I was listening to it on headphones, where it's much easier to hear the detail, and I heard uh, some some uh, conga drums that I've never heard before. I'm thinking, I've known this tune since I was 17. Mm. How many times have I listened to it, and why have I never heard that before? It's because I wasn't listening properly. It's interesting, isn't it? I'm just thinking, um, uh, Come From a Land Down Under, that song Men at work. and uh, I can't remember who it's by apologies for those people that love it and uh, know who it's by but um I realized that uh in that song is the song kookaburra sits in an old country so there's a bit that goes and as someone that arranges songs for choirs I love that that's one of the gifts that God's given me the ability to hear songs in other songs or hear songs that aren't there but could enhance um enhance the song in a different way and for me it feels a bit like a a painting that you're kind of layering different bits on to make something new and so the thought that you could do that even with a song that you've listened to a hundred times and then suddenly you hear something new in it and it makes it it changes it, doesn't it? As you said, you had this sudden revelation. Well, I've listened to it for so long and suddenly I've heard this new bit in it. And I love that. Again, that skill of really listening. I wanted to go on to talking about the difference between hearing and listening, because I think there's a big difference. And what you were saying earlier on about people being interviewed and kind of having an, an agenda and feeling like they're not listened to, so the interviewer is clearly hearing what they're saying because they're, you know, answering in the right way. But that listening is quite different. What does that kind of, does that resonate with you, the difference? Mm, absolutely. And it comes back to what I said about um, waiting for your turn to speak. I mean, that is a very old bit of advice uh, to actors, as far as I know, that uh, the trick of acting is not just to wait for your turn to speak, but you have to listen to what the other person is saying even if you've rehearsed it a thousand times and you may be three weeks into the run, so how many times have you heard it? But you still have to listen, because if you're not listening, it will show, and the audience will be able to tell that you're acting. And that that's, um, also applies to any sort of conversation, that uh, if, um, if I'm looking at you on this Zoom call and you're looking down and making notes or picking up a, a cup of coffee or, or whatever. Which I'm not. I'm not. I, I can tell. I can tell. Uh, you're paying attention, and I hope that I'm paying attention when you're talking as well. And it shows. You can tell um, just by looking at people. And visual cues are actually very important for listening. Even, this is going to sound bizarre, even if you're on the radio or on a podcast and you're only getting the audio, then the visual cues are still important. I don't, don't know if, um, if you get the same, but uh, one of my pet hates is actually uh, reading a book, being very much into the book, really liking the book, and then going and seeing the film. Yeah. Because uh, I've got my own picture of what these people look like, and crucially, for my people in my business, of what they sound like. 
And of course, if you go into a film, you're seeing somebody else's vision of what people look like and what they sound like. So it, it never works for me. I would much rather not see the film if I've already read and loved the book. So there's a book I do love called The Time Traveller's Wife, which yeah. is wonderful. I haven't seen the film. I don't want to see the film because the little clips I've seen have been nothing like it looks to me. Yeah. So um, some somebody sitting listening to what we're saying now will have a vision, an image, a mental picture of what we look like, what the rooms we're in look like. I mean, if you could see the room I'm in, it's more of a booth. Uh, I can yes. actually put my elbows out, not very far, and touch both walls at the same time. And it's covered in um, uh, thick foam insulation. This is because I'm talking to you from my radio studio or yeah. from the booth at the back of my house where I do the radio programs from, um, which is why I sound like I do. I probably sound like I'm in a radio studio because I am. <laughs> but, but you don't need to know what a radio studio looks like to, to hear what I sound like and to get your picture of where I am and what it looks like. And it, it helps. That's, uh, again, a cliche, a very old uh, saying, the pictures are better on the radio because they're your own pictures. They're not well, somebody I else's. That. I love that. Yeah, there's, um, there's an, another radio DJ, um, Matt. Matt Edmondson, I think he is, on, on um, Radio 1. And uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, no. That's no, not no, him. No. That's, not, that's <laughs> not you. There's a, a style of book, I can't remember what it is, but it's like, that's not my, that's not my unicorn. He's not fluffy enough. That's not my unicorn. He's not sparkly enough. And I was like, no, that's not my Matt Edmondson. It, that's, that's not what he looks like at all. <laughs> mm. And it kind of, um, it, it changes it, doesn't it? And as you said, for, for you, that film about the, the time traveller's wife, you have your own visuals. And I'd not even thought about the audio, but you're absolutely right. You do have the audio as well, don't you, as you're reading it. I'd never even thought about that before. But And then when you suddenly see it, someone else acting it out, and you're like, no, that's not my time traveller's wife. That's not how it goes at all. Mm, I'm it's glad it's not just me that gets that. Oh no, I think a lot of I think a lot of people do. People that really love books and really kind of consume them. There's a there's an element. I was talking to a friend earlier on, and she's read um, some books um, about a, a particular little boy. And I've seen the film, and there is a part of me that's like, is it a good idea to suggest the film because they're really loving the books. Um, so I think sometimes you end up doing one or the other, don't you? You either go and see the film or you read the book. Yeah. Or I go do. and see the film first because then yeah. you've already got the picture that the filmmaker has put into it and uh, that, for better or worse, will come back to your mind when you read the book. Yes. Um, there's a brilliant podcast I'm listening to at the moment called the Bible Binge Podcast and what they do is they cast Bible characters um, by actors, American and British actors, and I love that because then when I go back to reading some of the Bible stories, I've got pictures of um, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Jason Bateman is Jacob, I think. And he's in my head instead of, and that's quite fun just to kind of look at the, the, the differences. I think you'll agree listening to Jonathan has been a breath of fresh air. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please share the love. You can pop on Apple Podcasts to leave us a review or just tell your friends. Back to the episode.
So we've been talking about the word listen. And just before we carry on, I want to say to our listeners, um, we always have a bit of a challenge to them. Why don't you have a think about the way that you listen? Maybe even stop what you're doing now, pause the podcast, you are allowed to, so I'm giving you permission, and just stop and listen to what's around you. What can you hear? How does it make you feel? Sometimes it is about that space that we talked about. Um, how does it feel, Jonathan, when somebody listens to you? When somebody listens to me, I, I feel feel sort of valued. I mean, assuming that you're talking about sitting down and talking to somebody and, and they're obviously taking notice and uh, picking up on what I'm saying. And it may not be the words I'm using. That's another crucial aspect of the whole concept of listening is to pick up on what somebody is not saying. That yeah. uh, I, I may say, yeah, it's, it's been a busy old week. What I'm, what I'm actually saying is I'm really short on sleep right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's that I'm fine, isn't it? I think. <laughs> oh, um, that. Yes. Yeah. Through lockdown, that whole thing of saying, don't just say it once, you know, how are you doing? But say it again, because that I'm fine covers a multitude of, well, actually, um, I'm not really doing well at all, but I don't want to talk to you about it. Or have you got time to really listen to what I'm saying? And that feeling of, you know, are you giving people responsibility for having to try and help you out and that that kind of thing is um is difficult isn't it um one of the things uh i've loved about kind of watching you and your journey is there are times when you will simply put a picture of a bench up on your <laughs> profile page tell us a little bit about the bench and and how that is a way of you communicating without using any words mm. It became a, th a bit of a theme, almost without r meaning to. That uh, I'm, I've never thought to myself, I like I like benches. <laughs> never, really? never occurred to me. Well, uh, it does has occurred to um, uh, quite a few other people because there is even a website called myfavoritebench.co.uk, which is nothing to do with me. But when I discovered it, I thought, yes, there are other people like this. <laughs> but um, um, the the main thing being that the benches are always empty. There's nobody right. sitting on the bench. I'm not saying that I'm sitting on this bench. What I'm saying is I am this bench. And the surroundings that this bench, what this bench is looking at, what the weather's like, what the surroundings are, is what my mind is like at the moment. So there were times when I was sort of changing my Facebook profile picture every single day because, mm. uh, I mean, th this happened when, when things were a bit dark, so, so a few years ago, and the benches were sort of about to be um, flooded by an incoming wave or overtaken by a snowdrift and that, that sort of thing. Uh, but it is possible to uh, put something like that um, uh, up and, and saying, uh, yes, I'm, you know what, I'm doing okay at the moment. The main thing is that I'm not saying to people, this is probably the first time I've said it to anybody actually, that, uh, that this is my a representative of my state of mind. Uh, if you're doing something like that, you don't need to say what it is because the, just the act of doing it helps and it helps you to express it. And the people who need to, to know will get it. Yeah, yeah, and that... Although you're not saying anything auditory, it's still that feeling that people are 
listening because it's that deeper listening, isn't it? It's that knowing people mm. that know you will see that picture and without making assumptions will kind of know, well, I've seen from other pictures that you put that you're in a good, you know, feeling good and, and happy. And then other times maybe um, kind of reaching out, but in a different way. And I think that's really important because there are, you know, we were talking earlier on about um, lockdown being great for introverts, but there are there are people that they don't want to, they don't want to take selfies all the time. They don't want to flood social media with how amazing they are. They maybe don't even want to talk to many people at all. Um, and so finding other ways of communicating without having to use lots of words, I think is really important and, um, and refreshing. One of the things um, I've started doing since having long COVID is I, I got very tired of trying to explain all the different things that were going on and the symptoms. So I simply just put a thumbs down on Facebook and those people that know and want to kind of interact will just kind of give me some some support and some um, sympathy because I've had it for 18 months. Sometimes I want some sympathy. I do want people to say, are you okay? And, and we're here for you. And um, just that simple act of, of putting that picture has helped. It means that I don't have to talk a lot because often when I'm feeling you know, in a really difficult place. You don't want to talk, do you? Mm. You don't want to say a lot. And I think that art of listening takes on a, a very, a much deeper level. Yeah, and that. there actually is the, the next stage in, in the recipient's part in that process, that uh, if they see something that uh, that you've put up that, that says I'm it's really bad at the moment, knowing whether to get in touch and, and say yeah what's up or yeah, yeah. whether to to just say i'm here if you need me yeah. or when to even just keep quiet yeah. or maybe just like the post or something just to say yeah i saw that i understand yeah and that that is listening just as much as sitting opposite somebody uh, in costa with a medium latte and nodding all the time listening is just being aware that somebody else is there and how somebody else is thank you yeah absolutely please really take that on board if you if you're not hearing anything else really today um those people that are listening just take that on board that listening is is the is the space to kind of just take on what other people are saying and choosing how to react to it and um there have been so many different cartoons and things recently you know kind of basically saying to people just standing with them, just putting an arm around them, or just saying, you know, me too, is as powerful as a massive diatribe, you know, let's get on and let's have a cup of tea and I'll chat to you. And, you know, because actually in that context, sometimes when people are really sharing with you, um, it can be quite difficult to listen. It can be quite difficult to really um, kind of hone in on what they're saying and stay focused and even hear the content of what they're saying and so it, it gives people that space to decide how they're going to react doesn't it really and I think that's important as well. Mm, it's interesting that we've talked pretty much about a one-way conversation 
So there's somebody communicating yes. and somebody else on the on on the uh, receiving end, and that yeah. is basically radio. Yeah. The only yeah. difference is is that uh, there's some electronics in between. Yeah. So um, doing radio in the traditional radio station 24 hours a day coming through your transistor sense or doing it in the way it's done now like Buck's Breakfast is because we are online so if you want to hear us you tune into the website or you go on one of the radio player apps it's just a different way of getting a conversation from my microphone to your loudspeaker or your earphones and the reason why we still call that radio even though technically it's not radio in the sense as it always used to be, um, is because it has the same effect. It is a conversation, even though it's only going in one direction. So the person listening, and I say person deliberately, we'll come back to that in a minute, uh, the person listening thinks that the, uh, the person talking is talking to them. And that, that is one of the fundamental um, things that you learn doing radio, is that you don't have an audience you have a listener and that is a person sitting on the other side of the table listening to what you're saying and that's the reason why radio has lasted so long because when you think about it radio got overtaken by movies and then it got mm. overtaken by television and then it got overtaken by the iPod and streaming generally and there are so many reasons why radio shouldn't work now but it still does because of what it's doing the way the, the message it gets across and the way it does it is because it's a conversation. So if you're listening to um, to a radio program and the presenter says, um, I'd like words to the effect of, I'd like to now give a message to all you wonderful people out there in Radioland. Yeah. That presenter is not doing it properly. Yeah. And um, a, a radio presenter who talks to a listener, the one person, I mean, that, that was uh, Terry Wogan. Uh, who is the master? You know, he yeah. is the 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 perfect radio broadcaster. Whether you liked him or not, you had to admire him. And people would say, "How many listeners have you got?" And he'd always say, "Just the one." And if, wow. that was, if it was good enough for Wogan, it's good enough for me. I love that. That's a real challenge to me doing this. You know, it's a very new adventure, this podcasting. But um, yeah, that's important because obviously I'm talking to you or other guests, but ultimately it is for the listener and so going keep going back to the person that's listening and uh, yeah so listeners that is how important you are or listener <laughs> that exactly is how I'm you got it you got it <laughs> i've been listening i promise <laughs> <laughs> um we're gonna finish in a minute but just before we do um just you were telling me about um uh something that you're putting together for podcasters to help them can you tell us just a little bit about that and what you're doing oh yeah uh, well um as as you're aware if you're you're listening to this podcast you will know that there are thousands upon thousands of podcasts you could listen to and some of them are basically radio programs just delivered by a different method and some of them are somebody sitting down and talking into a, a microphone plugged into a laptop and there's nothing wrong with that as long as what you're saying works so um, what uh, Pippa the other half of Buck's Breakfast and I have come up with is a sort of masterclass in how to make your podcast work like a radio program and come across like a radio program in the best sense so we're not saying that you need to be a DJ or anything like it what we're hoping is that uh, it will have the effect of uh, making you able to 
deliver your podcast in a way that works best for the listener. Because again, it's a conversation. It's a one-way conversation, but it is still a conversation and you don't want the means of delivering it getting in the way. Yeah. So um, we have come up with a, a three-session course, three one-hour sessions dealing with different bits of getting your uh, your podcast working properly and maybe even dealing with things that you weren't aware were a problem. Yeah, yeah. And f- uh, from the point of view of somebody coming at it for the first time. Yeah. Super. That sounds really good. Well, we'll um, if we can put any details of that in the show notes, as they come along, we will do that. Absolutely. Um, and details of box breakfast. Um, and uh, is there anything else that you want to say before? I'm going to do a little poem for you in a minute, but is there anything Ooh. else you want to say before that? Lovely. Well, to summarise what we've just been talking about, um, don't underestimate the power of not saying anything. Mm. Because if if not saying anything means that you're listening to what else is going on, that is good for the person talking to you, but in a different situation, it's good for you to listen, to, to just sit in silence in your living room. Listen to the noise that your living room is making. Or go yeah. out and uh, get up on a hillside somewhere and listen to what the world is, is saying. Because it's so very easy to go past at 70 miles an hour. And, yeah. you know, and you didn't see it. I mean, you, you know that from having been on the motorway, that if you suddenly find yourself in a traffic jam on the motorway, you will see something on either side of the road which you've never seen before because you've gone past it all previously every time. Mm. At, uh, you know, you're looking at the road, hopefully. Um, and the same applies to, uh, to pausing to think, pausing to listen, and it's amazing what you hear if you're not making any noise yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so we come to uh, the part of the show where I write a little rhyme. I've been looking uh, forward to this. <laughs> I, I meant to say so am I, aren't I? <laughs> no, I love this bit, so just, just give me a minute. Listening. Something glistening. Take a look. Pause. There's a cause, there's a reason why somebody is saying something to you. Do you hear them? Really listen. What are the words? What are the words underneath the words? What are they saying? Could they be staying somewhere that they don't want to be a place that isn't their destiny? Could you help them? just by being, are you seeing who they are? Listen. Wow. Did you write that before we started or have you been doing it while we've been talking? Because that just expresses perfectly what we've been talking about. No, that that has just happened. I, um, I did try and find some words to rhyme with listen because it's not the easiest <laughs> but uh no that that's um yeah that's on the spot but it's because of all that we've talked about and the inspiration of of that that has brought it so thank you well thank you <laughs> um jonathan it's been a fantastic interview i feel like i have learned so much not 
least uh, knowing which bit of the microphone to turn on in order to sound even better and turning it round, which you did <laughs> at the beginning before we'd even started the interview. Um, so it has been packed with value and I know that um, people will be really blessed by this interview. So thank you so much for uh, talking to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Carol. Thank you. Uh, to our listeners, just remember, take that time to listen today. Uh, if you haven't, if you didn't turn the podcast off, do it. Do it now. We're uh, we're pretty much at the end. We've just got Seb's final thoughts. Um, and yeah, just be aware of, of other people today and think about what you might gain from listening to other people. Jonathan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. A final thought from Seb. We have two ears and one mouth. Use them wisely. Thank you for listening to the Raise podcast. We hope you feel raised and inspired by this episode. Whilst we're not offering face-to-face classes currently, we are doing online singing lessons where you can have your voice raised as well as your confidence. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website at www.raiseforall.com or find us on social media on either our Facebook or Instagram page. Take care.